0: Happy Wednesday, happy Wednesday. My name is Pastor Patrick Donahue, and I'm honored to be with you here tonight in God's house. I like how everybody pushed up, too, right? Sometimes people like to spread out. Everybody kind of pushed up tonight. And uh, it's going to be a good night tonight. I appreciate you being in the house. Honored to be with you. Hopefully you'll leave encouraged. So just look at your neighbor and tell them to get ready. Say, Say, get ready. You need to get ready to be encouraged. It's going to be a good night tonight. I uh, want to uh, kind of reiterate real quick, though, what uh, my friend Eric, just on stage, uh, was just kind of talking about Pastor Brian. will be here this Sunday, and uh, next Wednesday, we're going to kind of have a finale uh, of the summer, uh, kind of a, a finale event. Uh, next week, we're going to have ice cream. Who doesn't love ice cream? We're going to have water balloon events. Who doesn't want to get hit in the face with a water balloon? Um, and so we'll have a lot of that after service. It'll be a little bit of a condensed uh, service. We'll have worship. We'll have an altar time. Uh, we'll have prayer, all of that. And then uh, we're just going to have time of just uh, just kind of enjoying our last Wednesday of the summer. It's it's incredible that fall is already here. And then the Sunday this. That uh, is our back to school blessing. Again, I'm sure we're advertising it and you've heard us talk about it, But again, I just want to reiterate again what a big deal that is. It's something we like to do really every single year right before the start of the school year and bless our kids, not just with those materials. Yes, we'll have giveaways. There'll be snow cones and bounce houses and food, and it'll it'll be a lot of fun stuff happening that day, and we'll have uh, supply giveaways, backpacks, all of that stuff will be given away. But two, uh, and more importantly, we're going to pray over our kids, pray over our teachers, pray over our school admin, anybody associated with the school. System, we're gonna pray over them that day, and just believe that 2019 and on into the spring of 2020, it's just gonna be an amazing school year. And uh, so, so come out and be expecting uh, to be blessed and to be a blessing during uh, during that event, during that back to school blessing. I think that's August the 4th, right? And so, a week from this coming Sunday. And uh, again, I said it. I think I said it on uh, this past Sunday when I was on stage. But please pray for all the first-time parents as they, as they release their kids into school for the first time. I'm one of them, uh, that back to school blessing, I'm gonna slip into the prayer line, I want prayer, praying fast for me. And uh, and for the other parents that are going through this, I cannot believe. I or I'm already in this stage of life where I'm sending my kid to school. I feel like I just got home from the hospital with him. So, uh, for, for my, my oldest boy. So uh, y'all pray pray for me. Patrick's fine. Patrick's uh, he's already speaking Spanish and he loves he loves life. He's not worried about mom and dad. He's not worried about school. It's mom and dad that are worried. Really, probably more me than Tiffany. So, uh, y'all y'all pray for us. And um, and uh, so one one more thing though, Eric was talking about just then. He was talking about, hey, you know, uh, we appreciate our pastors, and we gave them a hand clap. We had a great uh, guest speaker this past Wednesday, and a lot of times when guest speakers come, they're like, hey, let's give a hand clap for our pastors. And even though they're not here, would you do me a favor? And can we stand to our feet and give our pastors a hand clap? I love Pastor Brian and Pastor Jesse and all they do for the kingdom of God. And it's an honor and a privilege to be under their leadership and their authority here in the church and we love them if you guys are watching this we love you guys thank you so much you may be seated thank you so much we love pastor brian and pastor jesse and their heart for the kingdom of god and all they do for it and so thank you uh thank you for recognizing them like that Uh, dr morocco anybody like dr morocco last wednesday night anybody here for that he's good Well, I'm not Dr. Morocco, right? Uh, I'm not from Hawaii. I do like pineapple, and uh, that's about all the similarities we've got. But uh, he 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 had a great word. I'm hoping that you leave here encouraged tonight, just like you were hopefully encouraged last Wednesday night. And I'm talking tonight about winning your season. Somebody say, "Win your season." Let's win your season, right? Winning your season. And um, uh, just, just uh, quickly, just the, the scripture that kind of birthed this was out of Zechariah 410. And it says this. It says, do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin. Uh, several weeks ago, I think it was right around the, the 4th of July holiday, um the staff from Amarillo and the staff from Owensboro we kind of met in the middle we met in uh, uh, somewhere around Branson Missouri if anybody's ever been to Branson it's like Gatlinburg with water in right in the middle and, uh, and and so we met in Branson and it was it was a neat couple of days we got to get together because it was the first time and really the only time the entirety of the staffs of those two locations were in one place at one time so we kind of got to be around one another pray over one another kind of get to know each other a little bit better about a, each other's families and all that. Uh, the families weren't there, it was just the staff, but you know, you, you get to know them. Uh, it's one thing to kind of know them on Facebook and talk to them on the phone, but just to spend some time with them, right? And uh, so we had a great time in doing that. And so uh, we shared a lot, we shared about kind of how uh, each of us, uh, the respective campuses got to that campus, attended, started attended church and got involved and plugged into the church. And uh, it was pretty neat because we, I guess we didn't really realize it, but at this campus, uh, Tiffany and I, we were talking about how we got here in the fall of 2010. And uh, anybody been here since the fall of 2010? You guys here? Thank you for uh, encouraging us that we, we, we made it. You guys helped us make it, right? And we came in the fall of 2010, but so did John and Tabitha Tatum and so did Anthony Jackson and his wife Mandy and their family. They all started kind of attending and going about that same time in the fall of 2010, and it really kind of culminated around uh, a fall fest. We kind of had, um, it's kind of like a back-to-school blessing back then, but it was a little bit later in the fall, kind of like a fall festival, and uh, we all kind of came and kind of rallied around that one event and really got plugged in and planted into the church ever since then. So, uh, ever since then, like it's been like class of 2010, I'm, we're class of 2010, right? Class of 2010, and we'll throw our hands up. So whatever class you're in, remember that. Remember your classmates, right? And uh, but but we kind of had that, you know, had kind of had that that in, kind of inside joke going, class of 2010. And uh, but it, it was interesting though because if I went back to the year 2010. And, uh, and, I, and I would look at that and I would consider myself and where I was, I wouldn't think much was of that. I would just thought, hey, I'm just in the moment, I feel like this is where God's called me to be, this is where I wanna be, this is where I'm gonna serve. And uh, and then that, that was that. But that was the same for John and Tabitha. And that was the same for AJ and his his family. And I never would have thought, you know, some nine years later, that I would be where I am. I never dreamed that, uh, you know, th- that life would happen the way that it happened, and opportunities would be there like that. And I would be blessed just beyond measure. And um, so I say that because, uh, uh, you know, in relating that to the scripture, despise uh, don't despise these these small beginnings. For the Lord rejoices to see that work begin a lot of times we really don't even know when that small beginning is, right? We don't even know that this, oh, this, this is the small beginning. Or you're in the middle of a season and you're like, oh wait, that was the small beginning. I'm already in the midst of God doing something amazing. God, God's already in the midst of, of a great work in my life, in our lives. And um, it, it's, uh, so you don't always see that small beginning and that work of God happening in the moment. And so that's why we really need to, to kind of be ready Right. It it talks about seasons, being ready in season or out of season. Right. It it talks about fighting the good fight of faith and running the race in such a way as to win the prize. Because we don't really know. Maybe maybe we're already in the midst and in the middle of something amazing that God's called us. He's want he wants us to do. So really, every single day it should be a effort type of a day. Right. Uh, You know. it, It talks about again being ready in season and out of season. Talking about seasons, even just 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 talking about that and thinking about that. Obviously. Uh, popular scripture out of Ecclesiastes. It talks about all of the different seasons and times. I'll just read through that briefly. It says out of Ecclesiastes 3, 1 uh, through 8, it says uh, there's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens, a time to be born, a time to die, to plant and to uproot, to kill and to heal, to tear down and to build up, to weep and to laugh Lots of different seasons. And so when you talk about that, do not despise these small beginnings, these small times, these small seasons that you're in. For the Lord rejoices to see that that work begin. There's lots of different opportunities and lots of of different seasons for you to be in. And so the Bible goes on. Another part of Scripture, portion of Scripture, talks about a word in due season. And so a word in due season, I started thinking about that. There's actually another... Conversation actually with Pastor Jesse that kind of got me going down and thinking about this. But a word in due season, it talks about a word in due season. So you've got a word, so you've got instruction in due season for a specific time. You've got instruction for a specific time. You've got an instruction, specific word, a specific game plan, a specific blueprint, if you will, a specific instruction for specific time, a specific time in your life, a specific season in your life. And I believe regardless of whatever season that you're in, whatever new beginning that you just begun and that has just begun or new beginning that already has begun and you're in the middle of, whatever season of life, whatever time of life that you're in right now, I believe that there's a word in due season for you to successfully do everything God has called you to do in that season. Can I get an amen? Amen. Amen. So, and that's, I think, that's why Esther. Esther's a a great example, an easy example that most of us have heard and know that story. You know, for Esther, for, you know, maybe you've been called for such a time as this. Maybe Esther has has been gifted for such a time as this, has the ability, has the resources, has the know-how to make an impact in this time, in in the time of the scripture it's referring to. Maybe you've been gifted for this specific time. And and I believe that you have. and, And I believe that God has a word for you in this season to help you, again, successfully navigate everything he's got for you. In this season and to win your season and so uh, I'm gonna go with me now to Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 7 Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 7 and I'm just gonna read read through that real quick Acts chapter 6 verses 1 through 7 we're talking about winning our season it's talking about the seven uh, were chosen to serve. Verse 1 it says now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number a complaint by the Hellenists arose against the Hebrews because their widows were, were being neglected in the daily distribution and the 12 summoned the full number of the disciples and said is it is not right that we should give up preaching the word of god to serve tables? "...therefore, brothers, pick out, from, uh, pick out from among you seven men of, men of good repute, uh, or of good report, full of the Spirit and, and of wisdom, uh, whom we will appoint to this duty. But we will devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word." And and what they said pleased the whole gathering, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and, and of the Holy Spirit, and then and then six others, uh, and the, because they've all got great Old Testament names that I shall not butcher in front of you at this time. They uh, and these they set before the apostles, and they prayed, and they laid their hands on them, and the word of God continued to increase, and the number of disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem, and a great many of the priests became obedient. To the faith. We're talking about winning your season. I think, um, really there are three things when we talk about winning your season. I think if you'll focus on three things, uh, th- these three things we're about to go over, I think you'll, you'll, it'll help you win your season. First thing is priority. Somebody say priority. Priority. Several months ago, um, Tiffany and I were planning a Disney trip for actually this coming November, and we're getting ready for that, and uh, the the Lord said appropriately, so, hey, you're in a different season. You guys are pregnant. You're not going to Disney in November. You're going to be doing November. So um, we had already kind of, in our hearts, been like, we really want to take the kids to Disney, and now, especially, you know, before the baby gets here and try to make that happen, so we kind of made a hodgepodge Disney trip made it happen in a short amount of time, so we went down to Disney. And, um, and so, you know, does anybody have kids, small kids, Disney loving kids, any adults that you love Disney, right? You don't even have kids. You just go to Disney. That's cool. Disney's fun. And, uh, but, but Disney is massive, and Disney is not just like Disney. It's like the Smithsonian. The first time, if you've ever been to Washington, D.C., I thought the Smithsonian was like one building. and It's like I'm going to go see this, all these things in this one building, but it's, it's this series of buildings, right? It's impossible to go see in one day. Hardly even a week will give you enough time. Uh, same thing at Disney. Disney's not just Disney. Disney is like Disney uh, all over the place, all over, spread out all over Orlando. Different parks, different rides, different characters, different places to eat different meal plans all of these variables right depending on how you want to experience Disney and so but we had this list right we've got two small kids a little boy a little girl they've got their favorite rides they've got their favorite characters they've got their favorite parks and all the stuff they wanted to go see and do and so we had to prioritize right you can't do everything you certainly can't do everything all at once so it's like well if this characters here at this park uh, these are the characters we've got to see if we're at this park these are the rides we've got to ride oh but wait that characters all also there oh wait let's let's eat let's eat with that character then we won't have to wait in line to go see that character at this park and it's like Disney math starts filling your brain and it's like you get a headache and uh, but but we a, a, at the end of it we we maximize we feel like every time we've, we've taken them we've been a few times we feel like uh, every time we've gone we've had a, a great a great trip we feel like we've given them a full vacation Uh, except one time we went and uh, we planned, we went to like two days of parks, had a break day, and then had two more days of parks. And I felt like such a loser because I'm like, I'm at Disney, but I'm not at Disney. I'm at Disney, but I'm breaking, I'm not at Disney. So that's the kind of vacationers we are. We vacation where it's really not a vacation. We vacation where it's actually work and we need a vacation when we get home from vacation. Anybody anybody ever do that? Yeah. And so, uh, so we maximize like every minute. We're seeing all the characters, riding all the rides, doing all of the stuff. And at the end, I feel really good about it, though, because it's exhausting, right? I'm not saying it's not. It's work. I'm not saying it's not. But at the end of it, I feel really good about my A effort. I feel like as a parent, I gave A effort to my kid, that they they had an A effort experience. They have an A effort, effort type of memories, right, that they can extract from that. And they have an awesome time. Same thing with your life, right? Sometimes you're going to need to prioritize right what what it is that's in your life you see that you see that in the scripture right you see the disciples they say they say now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number a complaint by the Hell, uh, the hellenists came arose against the hebrews because their widows weren't were uh, were being neglected In the daily distribution, and the twelve summoned the full number of the disciples, and they said, "It is not right that we should give up preaching the word of God to serve these tables. You guys go do this, but we're going to go devote ourselves to prayer and to the ministry of the word." They had their, their their priorities in line, right? It's like, hey, this is a worthy cause. What you're saying is not wrong, but this is not our priority. This is not what we're called to do. This is not what's in our season right now. We're called and led to do something else. Same thing, almost like uh, Nehemiah, right? It's like, I'm doing a good work here. I I can't come down. I'm doing a good work here. Uh, you can't be distracted. And so uh, just like on that vacation, it's like, hey, if we want to do everything we want to do, we've got to prioritize those things uh, because that's the vacation we're on. Whatever season you're in, whatever God's calling you to, sometimes you're going to have to prioritize things. Sometimes you're going to have to tell people no. Isn't that fun when you get just to get, tell people no? Hey, can you come over and help me with this? No. <laughs> so liberating, Right. Anybody ever overextend yourself, right, all the time? You're like, yeah, can, can you help? Yeah, I can help. Yeah, you cut, I'll cut your grass. I'll build you a house. I'll, let's, build a, let's build an ark together. What are we going to do? And, and it's like you find yourself so overextended, and you can't even commit and fulfill all of your commitments. Anybody ever do that? Man, I used to get, I used to get in that. There is power in just saying no, not right now. And you don't have to do it in a hateful way. But you can. It, it's in that, that same spirit as Nehemiah. I'm doing a good work over here. I really can't come down. I'm I, I'm really not available to do that right now. You know, I, I don't really need to give up. As the disciples were saying here, I don't really need to give up what we're doing. It's a good work what you're talking about. Let Let's actually let Let's get something in place that'll take care of that. But for us, we we've, we've got to go do something else. So I think the, to win your season. Uh, one, you've got to you've got to have priority. You've got to know what your priorities are, and and make sure that the the top priorities are being met in your season. Second thing is process. Somebody say process. Now, process it, it's it's how you live out your priority, right? It's your your process is what makes sure your priority is actually happening and taking place that could be in your life uh in your personal life in your marriage in your relationship in your ministry at your workplace whatever this is this 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 uh applies to all of those right and so uh so process making sure your process is in place talk about my kids a lot right easy example uh, anybody with small kids out there, you let your your kids maybe go uh, to a, a birthday thing or they go and hang out with some kids and they're around uh, kids uh, for a little bit and then they come back and all of a sudden they're talking different, right? They, they're acting a little bit different. They're a little bit more rambunctious. They're, they're, they're saying phrases. It's like, what? where did you even hear that? Where did you learn that? And, um, and, and it's like, oh, I've, they've been hanging around maybe some other kids and maybe that's where they got it from, Right. And, uh, and that's okay if that's, that, if that's the culture there, but maybe that's not our culture. It's like, and maybe sometimes I've got to correct my kids. It's like, well, no, we don't act like that. No, we don't, we don't talk like that. No, we don't set fire to the couch. We don't, we don't do that. We don't do that, right? It's like, uh, it's, so sometimes you've got to know your process, how you handle how you handle things to get to your priority. But my priority for my kids, just say, we'll use that as an example. My priority for them is to be out, uh, upstanding members of society, contributing members to society, to love the house of God, right? And so my process is to create an environment that's conducive to them to wanting to learn and to contribute and to love the house and to be in the house and to serve the house and help make the house grow, right? And so anything that's against that that's not my culture. And so that's not our culture in, in our home. And so we have to fight to keep that culture. And I think about, uh, again, um, right there in scripture, it says, again, now, now these days, that same scripture, now in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a complaint arose against the Hebrews because. A complaint arose, even though this great work was happening, a complaint surfaced to the top. Think about, I mean, in, endless opportunities to, to, to give examples out of the Bible. You think about Moses, right? They're, they're, they're being, de- the people, his people are being delivered. He's leading them out of captivity. They get, it, they get uh, delivered from Pharaoh. They're out of Egypt. And what's the first thing they do, right? Man, what are we doing out here? It'd be better off if we just stayed in Egypt. Why, why are we here? There's nothing for us out here. Even though they've been in captivity and they've been delivered, they're forgetting that, right? They're saying Let, it's be, it'd be better for us just to be back in captivity, to be back in Egypt. So that's an Old Testament. This is New Testament, right? Now, in these days when the disciples were increasing in number, a good thing's happening, and yet still a complaint arose from the Hebrews because, because, because. It's a good, again, valid excuse that they're giving, but still the because could be because anything, right? You've got, you've got complaints maybe coming up, rising up against you. I don't like your, pro- Eric, I don't like your process. I don't like your process because, or, or you know, I'm picking on these two because they're in the front row. I'm like, I love you guys. April, I don't like your process because, right? Patrick, I don't like your process because. And they might even be valid arguments, but we might be in a different season, right? God's called me into a different season. I've got a different priority, which means I've got a different process. And if you don't agree with it, that's okay. But I've still got to be okay with my process. You've got to be okay with your process and know the season you're in and the priorities you're trying to reach in your season. And again, they they go on to say, uh, they even have a process, talking about processes, the disciples even have a process as to how they're going to go about uh, uh, remedying, uh, uh remedying this uh, this issue, and they say now um, uh, therefore brothers, pick out from among you seven men of, of good report right that 's part of our process that 's part of their process make sure they 're full of the spirit and full of wisdom and then, and then we will we will pray over them, and we will pick out who 's going to tend to that and so that that was their process what, now, and again and they and they just kept right on. Uh, with what they were doing, with what God had called them to do. And, the, and they committed themselves, uh, again, to the teaching, to prayer, and to the teaching of the Word of God and the ministry of the Word. And so, again, whatever, pro- whatever um, process that you feel like God's called you in, right, you, you've got you've to just own that. A lot of a buzzword for that in church terms is culture. Everybody say culture. We are culture keepers. Do you know that? I'm a culture keeper, not because I'm on staff, but because I'm a part of the church. I, I was a culture keeper. that I was charged with that. That was part of my responsibility even before I came on staff. We here, if this is your home church, you are a culture keeper, just as in my family. Like, I don't just let, let any culture take over my family. I don't just let any, any voice, any, uh, any influence take over the mentality of my family, the, men- the mentality of my kids, and it's likewise in the church. We don't let just any culture kind of come in here. We, we are the culture keepers, right? We set the tone and we set the pace. And uh, because we, our, our uh, priority might be different than, than someone else coming in saying, well, I think the culture needs to be more like this, more like that. Well, that's great. That's a great priority that you're talking about. But maybe our priority's a little bit different. You know what our number one priority here is? What is it? Oh, it's to save the, save the lost and to grow the found, right? That's our number one priority, right? And so our culture is to create an atmosphere that's conducive to letting lost people know Jesus. And once they know him, let's grow them in Christ. Let's give the Lord a hand clap for that. Amen, amen. So I think if we'll, if we'll focus on those first two things, priority. And in uh, a process, I think we'll, we'll win our season. Third thing comes in two parts. Uh, I think if we focus on that, I think we'll win our season. And I'll close with this. And uh, it, it's, it's the word promote. Somebody say promote. I think that's in two phases, in two parts. I think the first part is promoting those uh, under you, right? Promoting those under you. I'll, I'll, I'll just kind of skip over a little bit, but uh, promoting those under you. That, look, that looks like delegation, right? You delegate. Um, uh, again, you, you look at the 12 in uh, the, the here. It says, the, and the 12 summoned the, the full number of the disciples. And it's not right that we should give up the preaching of the word. Again, our priority, what is the preaching of the word? The process in which we are actually preaching the word and praying and, and giving ourselves over to prayer and the preaching of the word. And so therefore, we're going to create this other process and uh, we're going to delegate and we're going to pick out some other people that, that, that meet our qualifications, that meet our process. And hey, you, 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 and you. Okay, now you go and you handle this very valid thing that, that needs to be taken care of. It's just not us that needs to do it. But you can do that. And so they delegate for people under their authority. And so when they delegate that, they promote them. They give them responsibility, those people under them. And so then the second part of that promotion comes. For the group as a whole, watch, uh, watch uh, even as how, how this uh, portion of Scripture, how it starts and how it ends. Now, in these days when the disciples, verse 1, were increasing in number, again, uh, they, they were increasing in number. It's kind of casually, right? When the disciples were increasing in number, now after they had declared and just kind of put a flag in the ground and said, Nope, this is the priority This is the process in which we're gonna see that priority through. And now I'm just gonna go ahead and I'm gonna begin to delegate and promote people to help see that Uh, process in place to make sure the priority is happening. And so then promotion becomes not just on the people making sure that that's happening, but on the group as a whole, the disciples were increasing in number at, at the start of that. And at the very end in verse seven and the word of God continued to increase and the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Jerusalem and a great many of the priests became obedient to the faith. I'm telling you, if you wanna win your season, regardless of the season that you're in, if you wanna win in in, in this time of life, regardless of what time of life that you're in, I promise you, if you'll commit yourself to the priority that God has called you to in this season, you'll commit to a process and a culture that keeps that priority the priority. And and, and, uh, I believe God's gonna promote you. I believe promotion will happen for you. And I believe, uh, talk about delegation. I think there's always room uh, to delegate. You might think, well, I'm not necessarily in a position of authority. And, but, but, you know, I think, uh, I I don't think there's any season of life where we're just completely isolated and God's trying to do just a soul work just in us and no one else. I'm telling you, he says, the Bible says he works all things together for his good. So I think regardless of the season I'm in, I think every step of the way, I think there's, there's people around me that I can bless, that I can encourage and I can be encouraged by. I can help grow and they can help me grow. Iron sharpens iron, right? Bible says that we're better together. One, if one can put a 1,000 to flight, two can put 10,000 a flight. We're better together. And I promise you, regardless of the season in your life, there, there's, uh, there, there's somebody you can encourage, maybe somebody you can delegate uh, and help promote. And as you do that, the body of Christ as a whole, we now promote the kingdom. We pushed the ball forward. We advanced the kingdom of God together. And I want, I want his church to be like that. I want his church and the word of God continued to increase at his church in Owensboro, in Henderson, in Amarillo, in all, in 97 other locations. And the number of the disciples multiplied greatly in Owensboro, in Amarillo, in Henderson. And in 97 other locations. I'm excited about what God is doing in my life, in my season. I hope you're excited about what God's doing in your season. And uh, and, and, and I'll just make mention of this before I close in prayer. You know, a lot of different seasons right there, right? It's like uh, a time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to uproot. Lots of different seasons, lots of ebb and flow, and lots of sway uh, in that pendulum. And I just want to encourage you tonight uh, as we close Whatever season you're in, if you'll just be faithful in this season, this does not have to be your final season. Amen. It, it, wh- whatever season you find yourself in, it, but if you'll just be faithful, if you'll just be faithful to that, if you'll be faithful to to, um, to those things, to, to uh, honor God with, with what you've got right now in, in this season of life, Man, I'm telling you, God, God's going to promote you. He's going to promote your family. He's going to promote your business. He's going to promote your ministry. He's going to elevate you higher, further, faster. Did you know the Bible says he could do immeasurably more than we could ever ask, think, or imagine? Did you know God is a great big God? Did you know he's a mountain-moving God? Did you know he wants to move mountains for you? Did you know regardless of your season, he's never, let, he's never lost his eye on you? So if you might think, well, I'm in this kind of season. I'm in a lesser season. I'm in a season, maybe I'm I'm being punished for things I've done in the past. I'm telling you, God's never lost his eye on you. He's never lost his thought about what his calling on your life is, what his plan for your life is. And I'm telling you, he's got good things in store for you to give you a hope, to give you a future, and to help promote you in life. Does anybody agree with that? Let's give the Lord a hand clap tonight. You can stand to your feet, and I'm gonna pray over you. Father God, I thank you, Lord, for everybody under the sound of my voice. I thank you, Lord, that we would give ourselves to you, Father, uh, in every in every aspect, in, in every season, Father. We, we, we commit our ways to you, Lord. We, we make you the priority. Now, thank you, Lord, you give us wisdom to give us a process to make sure that priority is seen through. Now, thank you, Lord, as we do that, promotion comes. It comes as we come, it comes as we go. I thank you, Lord, we can't run and get away from your promotion. We can't run and get away from the blessing of God because it's all over us. I thank you, Lord. We're, we we live life in such a way just like your word says. We would let our light shine so that men around would see our good deeds and praise you, our Father in heaven. I, I pray, Lord, what we what we say and how we say it. I pray, Lord, what we do and how we do it. I pray, Lord, how we live and our countenance and everything about us. I pray it is so attractional in, in the natural and the supernatural. I thank you, Lord. It is just, it draws people to you. And it points all the attention to you because it is rightly yours. And and Father, we thank you, Lord, tonight. What, regardless of the season, we commit ourselves to following you and to do it wholeheartedly. Now, thank you, Lord, for promotion to happen now in in people's lives tonight under the sound of my voice. Thank you, Lord, for promotion. Thank you for grace. Thank you for favor. Thank you, Lord, for provision. Thank you for protection. Thank you, Lord, for salvation. You're a good, good God, and we love you, Lord, and we give you all the praise, glory, and honor tonight in Jesus' mighty, mighty name, and every everybody said. Amen. 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 Let's give the Lord another hand clap tonight. We will see you Sunday morning. Pastor Brian will be here. Give somebody a high five on your way out. Have a blessed week. We'll see you Sunday. Be blessed.